الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن العظيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ويل لكل همزة لمزة صدق الله العظيم وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كل المسلم على المسلم حرام دمه وماله وعضه صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected ulama and elders Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the innumerable blessings and bounties that he has bestowed upon us. We thank and praise him for every single bounty and we send abundant salawat and salutations on our master and leader Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa We know that we have entered into the season of hajj and all those fortunate souls who have received the VIP invite have either left or are preparing to leave. And there is excitement together with some nervousness, anxiety that may Allah accept all their hajj. May Allah accept the hajj of all the hujjaj and may Allah make their traveling easy for them. But with that with the departure of the hujjaj, the hearts of the believers also take that journey. And as the hujjaj proceed from place to place in their journey of hajj, so too do the hearts of the believers follow them. And those that have been blessed with this beautiful experience and ibadah will have a certain yearning and love and desire to go again. May Allah take us all time and time again. And those who have not yet been blessed with that opportunity will have a different kind of pain, a different kind of yearning to go and experience uh, that beautiful uh, ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed for us. May Allah make it possible for each one of us inshallah. And when we and our hearts go, our bodies go on this journey, we appreciate the sanctity of the ibadah, we appreciate the sanctity of the Kaaba and the Haram and all the holy places that we visit during our Hajj. And the topic of my discussion, what I'd like to share for our own, you know, for, for reminding myself and all of us, is a sanctity that Rasulullah reminded us about when he made Hajj. Something very sacred. So, Rasulullah together with the Sahaba performed Hajj just prior to the demise of Rasulullah. And when Rasulullah performed this Hajj, there were over a hundred thousand Sahaba that accompanied him. 
And this hajj is known as the hajjatul wada' The farewell hajj During this hajj Rasulullah sallallahu Delivered many sermons To the hujjaj To the muslimin At different intervals of, uh, of, of the hajj And amongst the messages that, were repeat, that was repeated In many of these sermons Was what we are going to mention now so Rasulullah sallallahu addresses the Sahaba and he says, "What day is it? What? Ayyuyomin hada? What day is this? Now everybody knew what day it was, and they were, you know, a bit perplexed. Why is Rasulullah sallallahu asking us this? Maybe he's, there's some ruling that has come that the name of the day is changing. So they thought Nabi sallallahu is going to give it another name." So they kept quiet. And then Rasulullah sallallahu said, Is it not the day of Nahar, which was the day of slaughter, the tenth of Dhul Hijjah? So they said, Indeed it is, O Rasulullah. And then Rasulullah sallallahu posed a similar question regarding the place where they were in. And everybody knew where they were. Nonetheless, after Rasulullah sallallahu now drew and captured their attention, and brought to the front of their minds the sanctity of the place, the sanctity of the day. Rasulullah sallallahu then gave them the important message that I want to share with you, uh, with you today. And Rasulullah sallallahu said, فَإِنَّ دِمَاءَكُمْ وَأَمْوَالَكُمْ وَأَعْرَاضَكُمْ حَرَامٌ عَلَيْكُمْ Your blood the blood of the Muslims, the wealth of the Muslims, the dignity and the honor of the Muslims is haram, it is sacred. It is as sacred as this day, as this month, as this place that we are in. So Rasulullah delivered a very important message to us in this particular hadith, in that Everything relating to a Muslim is sacred. It is a boundary that we cannot transgress. Like how a person will honor the Kaaba and will honor, honor the Haram and he will honor the holy days of Hajj, especially the Hujjaj. Like that, we ought to have the same reverence and care when it comes to the boundaries surrounding every Muslim person. And unfortunately, you know, as they say, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. So it's very easy for us to utter things, to say things about people. And often we say things that we heard from others and we pass it on or we forward it or we share it or like it on the social media that we utilize without sparing it a second thought. And all this often uh, breaks these parameters, it breaks these boundaries, it hurts fellow Muslims, it destroys their honor and integrity in the eyes of people. And it is all part of uh, the sa- uh, breaking the sanctity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set and the boundaries that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set protecting every Muslim. 
Now how cheap is talk? How cheap is talk? We say talk is cheap. I would like to share with you a hadith, uh, very, very uh, important hadith, uh, narrated by Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu anhu. So Mu'az bin Jabal radiallahu anhu was on, his, on a travel, on a journey with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, now he got some time with just him and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he, he, he says, oh Rasulullah, Tell me about an action that will enter Tell me an action that will enter me into Jannah and distance me from the fire of hell. So Rasulullah responds by saying, You have asked about something great, but it is easy for that person who Allah has made it easy for. And then Rasulullah says that uh, worshipping Allah, not ascribing partners to Him, and the other pillars of Islam are explained in this particular uh, part of the hadith. So what is the question? Tell me something that will take me closer to the to, to Jannah and will save me and distance me from the fire of hell. And Rasulullah prescribes the five pillars of Islam as we know it. Thereafter, Rasul, uh, Rasulullah asks him a question because he sees the eagerness of the student and the and the Sahabi. So he says, "Ala adulluka ala abwabil khair." Should I not guide you and direct you to the, towards the doors of all goodness? So, ala abwabil jannah in one hadith. So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi then says, should I not guide you towards the doors of jannah? Then he says that fasting is a shield and it is one of the doors of jannah. وَالصَّدَقَةُ تُطْفِئُ الْخَطِيئَةِ كَمَا يُطْفِئُ النَّارَ الْمَاءُ And charity uh, puts out, puts out the effects and the sin, uh, the, the effects of the sin just as water puts out a fire. So this is another door of Jannah, uh, giving sadaqah. And then Rasulullah ﷺ gave the third door of Jannah, or the third door of goodness, which is Salatul Rajuli fi Jawfil Layl. Performing salah in the darkness of the night when it is just you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nonetheless, Rasulullah ﷺ then says, Allah ukhbiruka bi ra'asil amri wa amudihi wa darwati sanamihi. Rasulullah ﷺ said, Should I not inform you of the pinnacle? Of all matters. And then he says, Al-Jihad. Striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Going out and sacrificing your wealth and your life for the, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Should I not inform you about of the basis of all this? So what we spoke about, the five pillars of Islam. We spoke about Sadaqah, and we spoke about fasting, and we spoke about tahajjud. All the greatest ibadat of ibadat. And now Rasulullah sallallahu says, Should I not inform you regarding the basis of all of these things? Malaki dhalika kulli. The basis, the foundation, what will give you the impetus and the ability to achieve all these other aspects? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi uh, 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 then says after Mu'ad radiallahu says yes indeed inform me O Rasulullah so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa took hold of his tongue so he is giving an uh, you know an illustration specifically indicating what he is re- referring to and he Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sticks his tongue out and grabs it with his mubarak hands and he says kuffa anka hadha kuffa anka hadha restrain your tongue Restrain your tongue, be careful of what you say, and that will tick all the other boxes easily. 
Unfortunately, many a time we are ticking all those other boxes, but our foundation is weak. You see a person fasting and performing salah, but at the same time his tongue is a loose cannon. His tongue is a loose cannon and it chops, it slices and, and, and strikes at every Muslim that walks past him. It strikes at his parents sometimes, it strikes at his own brothers and sisters uh, that were born from the same parents. And at his neighbors and his community members and at the ulama and the list goes on. That tongue that was supposed to keep everything else upright is actually destroying all his ibadat and all his efforts in trying to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is how expensive talk is. Talk is not cheap. Talk will cost us a lot. And the end of the hadith, uh, Mu'adh radiallahu anhu now, he, 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 this talk took him by surprise. He was not expecting this message. So he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi a question here. And he says, are we going to be held to account for what we utter? No, we say, it's, I, just, I didn't mean it, I just said it. We take it for granted. Are we going to be held un, for, to account for what we utter, what we say? Rasulullah then says, May your mother abort you. So this is an expression. To, to, to draw uh, you know, attention to the importance of what is to follow or to the, uh, to, to, to the contradiction in the question that it is something that, 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 that is obvious. And then Rasulullah sallallahu says, وَهَلْ يَكُبُّ النَّاسَ عَلَىٰ وُجُوهِمْ فِي النَّارِ إِلَّا حَصَائِدُ أَلْسِنَتِهِمْ It is only the, uh, the yield and the results, the outcome of people's speech that causes them to fall headlong into the fire of Jahannam. So this is how cheap talk is, rather how expensive it is. And now respected elders and dear friends, just to reflect over a few ahadith with regards to the value of a Muslim's integrity and honor and to ensure that we do not cross that line. We do not cross that line uh, uh, ever the, the first hadith uh, the first verse of the holy quran that we mentioned in the opening was wailul likulli humazatil lumaza wailul likulli humazatil lumaza most of us will know this surah it is uh, one of the short surahs towards the end of the holy quran in juz amma allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wail woe unto woe be unto that person who mocks at others humaza and Lumaza, what is Humaza and Lumaza? Humaza and Lumaza are making indications, mocking at people with either your tongue or with your eyes. So you're winking at, you know, you're indic- winking at somebody else, trying to make fun and, and mock and laugh at somebody else. Either doing it with your tongue or with your eyes. So Rasul, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, Wailun lahum, that woe be unto them and for them, uh, for, according to many Mufassirun, wail is one of the puts uh, of punishment in the fire of hell. <coughs> Another important hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi says, narrated by Imam Tabarani, he says, riba ithnani wa sab'oona baban. Riba, we all know what is riba. Riba is that great sin for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised war against. 
And we understand it to be usually an interest. But there is another dimension of riba mentioned in this particular hadith. Rasulullah sallallahu says that riba is, has 72 different doors. The lowest of which is a man sleeping with his mother. Which is something completely abhorrent and something that we can never even think of. Just the thought of it will make a shiver. Nonetheless, this is the, 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 less, the least form and the, and the smallest form of riba according to this hadith. And then Rasulullah says, وَإِنَّ أَرْبَ riba, The greatest form of riba. What is the greatest form of riba? إِسْتَطَالَةُ الرَّجُلِ فِي عِرْضِ أَخِيهِ For a person to uh, cross the bounds when it comes to the honor and the integrity of his Muslim brother. This is the greatest form of riba. So the next time, respected elders and dear friends, that you know, we get the feeling, and our nerves will push us towards this, especially where there is some fight, some argument, some disagreement. The nerves will push, push us to saying something, to discount the, the other person's virtues, or to make him, uh, you know, to make him lose points in the eyes of others. But this is the test. This is the test for us that we do not, uh, you know, put ourselves into disrepute in the eyes of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Uh, uh, when it comes to uh, accountability before him. Another important hadith narrated by Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Man qala fi mu'minin ma laysa fihi, a person who utters something evil about a, a fellow Muslim which is not found in him, askanahu allahu radqat al-khabal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make him reside in Radhatul Khabal. Radhatul Khabal is a place in the fire of hell where all the, uh, the, the dirt of, the, of the, the people who are being punished in the fire, all the dirt that will be squeezed out of them, that is where this person will reside. Why? Because, because he uttered something that regarding something negative about his Muslim brother which was not true. So he heard it from someone, someone forwarded it to him, someone mentioned to him, you know what, I'm telling you something, please, it is confidential, I'm sharing with you, and then the story carries on. I don't, want, I don't like to talk bad about him, but... And then it gets, the buts get passed on like that day. So this is the, the reality of our actions, respected ladies and dear friends. This is the effect of... Digging into the the the, uh, the honor of a Muslim, and I'd like to end on a particular hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Insha'Allah, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says, "Ya ma'ashara man aslam bilisanihi walam yadkhul al-iman qalba." O gathering of people who have accepted Islam with their tongues and Iman has not entered into their hearts. So what does this tell us? That the, the people who are being addressed here, this is the reality that Islam is on their tongues but Iman is not in their hearts. So what does Rasulullah say? He says, لا تؤذوا المسلمين لا تؤذوا المسلمين Do not cause distress, do not harm the Muslims. وَلَا تُعَيِّرُوهُمْ Don't go and try to pick, nitpick their faults. We all have faults. Don't go 
running and hunting after the faults of a Muslim. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا عَوْرَاتِهِمْ Don't go and search for their faults. What's the reality, respected elders and dear friends? There is sometimes, it is not even a fault, but it is an opportunity for us to grab and run with a story that we heard or some misunderstanding regarding someone's statement or action. وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا عَوْرَاتِهِمْ Then Rasulullah says, فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ تَتَبَّعَ عَوْرَةَ أَخِيهِ الْمُسْلِمِ يَتَتَبَّعُ اللَّهُ عَوْرَتَهُ وَمَنْ يَتَتَبَّعِ اللَّهُ عَوْرَتَهُ يَفْضَحُهُ وَلَوْ فِي جَوْفِ بَيْتِهِ That that person who goes and tries to pick and find all the faults, so you want to pull out all the files. You want to pull out all the files regarding your brother and sister, no matter who it may be. What's the outcome of that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to pick out your faults. Not only in the akhirah, as Rasulullah mentions in another hadith, that person who, man satara musliman fi dunya, satarahu Allahu fi dunya wal akhirah, that person who hides and conceals the faults of a Muslim, Allah will protect and conceal his faults in the dunya and on the day of qiyamah in the akhirah. This is now the opposite. What does uh, Rasulullah say? That person who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala determines to expose him, then he will be exposed even in the center of his home. So he will be exposed and humiliated. And we see the reality of that in so many instances. So let us take this as a lesson, respected elders and dear friends, from the Hajj of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa this is the message that Rasulullah gave us in his farewell hajj. So in this hajj period, let us remember the lesson that Rasulullah taught us. And protect ourselves from digging into the honor and integrity of any Muslim, no matter who it may be. Unfortunately, the negativity and you know the enmity that has seeped into our hearts and into our lives and into our relationships is toxic. And it is killing the Muslim ummah. And we can see it for ourselves. Families are broken apart. Communities are shattered. Organizations have broken because of this negativity and tox- tox- toxicity that has seeped and you know, destroyed our relationships. And the guidance of Rasulullah is there to uphold the unity of the ummah, the sanctity of the ummah, to preserve the honor of the Muslims, so that we can grow together and stand together and uphold the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala together. May Allah grant us understanding. May Allah protect us from falling into the trap of hurting any Muslims' honor and integrity. Wa sallallahu alayhi wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.